It feels like quite a long time ago, actually. It is just the new year, isn't it? Quite a lot has happened. Um, excited about today, and I'd just like to pray now, just with that image of Jesus as a living stone, as a cornerstone, as a, a God that we're connected with. We pray, Lord, this morning that you would increase our trust and release our praises as we listen to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, I'm going to make you work a little bit to start off with. You have to do some thinking and some listening. Um, what is unique about Claygate, uh, the essence of Claygate, if you like, that tells an enduring story? If you could think of things to do with our village that sort of define it, what would you come up with? Talk amongst yourselves. Probably all sorts of stuff that I haven't thought about. Um, but there's a few obvious ones, and there's a little bit of a clue at the front of um, church. I thought, I thought we needed a brick barrow as a central feature. Not that sign just yet. We're going to come to that in a second. The brick barrow. So, Dave made me one of these. Have you got one of these? Everyone needs a brick barrow, I think. Now we can do the sort of village sign. And as we look at the village sign, I just wonder what that tells us about our village. And I don't think we've done this. I was hearing that um, Sandy Prentice's husband helped to raise money for this particular sign. So some people look at the sign, they remember him. But um, that tells a story. I think it tells me the story that Holy Trinity Claygate is quite important to our village and that we're in and of the community. So it's really hard to do the separation. It shows a few other things as well, which we won't touch on today. But in the front, there's this brick barrow. And um, so I just want to talk a little bit about bricks, if you don't mind, just for a few moments. Um, how do you get bricks? Well, if it's raining in Claygate, you'll discover the raw material because you get clogged up in it, don't you? And apparently Claygate is the gate to the place that you get the clay to make the bricks. That's where the name comes from. So you dig up your sticky soil and uh, probably dry it out, grind it into a fine powder. And then, maybe with some big grinders, then mix the soil um, with water again and you stick it in a mould. And uh, if you lived in a sunny place uh, beyond Surrey, um, that you might put the bricks in their new form out in the sun. But uh, I think those of us who live in Claygate have to rely on kilns and things like that to, to fire bricks. And it's in the firing of the bricks that they become solid and useful. Um, Making bricks the right shape and size and strength is clever, but making the brick is not its main purpose. I don't know. A few of you have got mantelpieces. We don't 
suddenly think, gosh, I'd love to have a claygate brick on our mantelpiece. That's not its purpose. The key question is, what do we do with these bricks? Bricks are used with other bricks, this is a bit obvious, to build stuff, something with a greater purpose. Many of the claygate bricks, apparently, were used to build Hampton Court Palace. I love the idea of being used to build a royal residence, having a royal purpose. As Christians, that idea applies to us. People don't travel the whole world to go to Hampton to examine a brick. They come to find a palace. Many of us celebrate our Christian faith. We're created and chosen and loved by God, all unique, shaped in a certain way, with particular gifts and qualities and life experiences that go into the mix. Having a Christian name, being identified as a Christian isn't enough. We're created and chosen. It's not an end in itself to have a name. We're called to be disciples of Jesus. The question for us as the people of God in Claygate is what royal purpose or purposes have we been created for, chosen to do? At Holy Trinity Claygate, we'll be familiar, I say it quite a lot, that our purpose is to encounter, celebrate and share God's transforming love. In our reading from 1 Peter 2, uh, we're encouraged not to do our own thing. We're joined together with Christ and therefore part of accomplishing God's purposes. As you come to him, we read, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It goes on to describe Jesus as a chosen and precious cornerstone. And as we know, cornerstones are key to buildings and they hold it all together as we pray that Jesus will continue to in this church. Although Jesus is chosen, not everyone chooses to be joined to Jesus or cooperate with his purposes. Only those that do put their trust, put their faith in him, will realize his true value and build anything of enduring quality. Christian disciples are not called to operate alone, but we're held together in Christ. As the people of Claygate, we're both a, a gathered and scattered community. This dictates how we do church and how we engage with others in our daily lives. We believe that we're all called to be distinctive disciples, daily disciples of Jesus, wherever God places us, and therefore want to use the teaching on Sundays and in small groups to encourage this. 
With this in mind, we've been trying to create a culture of invitation. And many of you have engaged with that and invited people to worship events here and set up parties to invite folks into your own homes. As a church, we'll have most influence if we're able to gather people into Holy Trinity Claygate and into our homes and they find a loving, learning, transforming community. We send you out to be agents of God's transformation in the world. Before I talk um, much about vision, I need to underline the need for prayerful engagement with God. When I talk about vision, um, set it alongside the letters that will go out a little bit later and the couple of uh, vision events that we'll have a week on Monday and on the Tuesday morning as well. But um, just also know that vision um, is an evolving thing and our vision changes from time to time as God does prompting. Um, when I'm looking forward as vicar, sometimes I need to put my spiritual glasses on because the future looks a little bit blurry. But together and with God, maybe our vision gets corrected. I find Psalm 127 a helpful reminder. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. I sent out, I'm not sure that you all got it, but I sent out uh, a little reminder about prayer a couple of days ago, or Catherine did on my behalf. I just think it's just so vital. I've um, discovered Catherine's prompting, a little app done by our 24-7 prayer movement, Lecture 365. It's really simple and has been helping to draw me into prayer. There's other ways that I'm sure that you're going to do this. But sometimes I just need all the help that I can get and a framework and a discipline. Some of you have prayer partnerships or you're in prayer groups. Um, for those of you around, the week, uh, around you in the week in Claygate, you are invited to come and join us at 9 o'clock every morning for prayer. On Wednesdays it's a little bit longer because we do some worship like we would on a Sunday morning at this service. Speaking of worship, please pray for our worship teams. I've been so excited um, over the last couple of months how this team's um, sort of, I think, weaving together. When Stephen moved on, we decided we'd just pause for a while before replacing a worship pastor. And Tom and others are gathering together. There can be over 30 people come um, on a reasonably regular basis or up to 30 uh, for food and for fellowship and for teaching as they worship together and sort of grow as a team of technicians and musicians. I was um, given this little wooden box when I was ordained by uh, a friend of mine in 2001. And it sits on my desk and I look at it from time to time. I don't always act upon it but it says prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. And over the last few days, I've just been reminded and prompted for me and for us as a church that we need to trust God in this. 
we need to spend the time before we share any of our ideas um, to pray. And God will guide us. Just sort of many examples in ministry, especially when uh, trying to um, enact or be faithful to a God uh, given visions, missional ideas and building projects that had taken years to accomplish or realize, breakthroughs happen when we pray. I was also reminded of a situation in a previous context where the council wanted to give us the grade one listed manor house next to the church um, and we had all sorts of grand ideas for it, a sort of cloister area, almost like a monastic community and we prayed about this over an extended period Remember, we're going to be given this, but it was also have a liability. And as attractive as it was, God said no. And we didn't do it along with our building project. So on other occasions, I can remember um, standing up in church and near where that door is, there was a buggy park, a really, really big buggy park uh, for buggies and babies. But you know what? There was no buggies or babies in the church. Interesting as I point over there, there is a buggy and there is a baby and I praise God for that. But I looked out in Ilkley and there were like loads of buggies. People didn't just walk their buggies in Ilkley. This is a super fit place. They used to run with their buggies round Ilkley and their babies as well. And I said to the church, pray for buggies. And they did. And the buggies came with babies and the ministries in this area started to grow. Here, we have a calling at Holy Trinity Claygate to engage with all people of all ages, from conception, I would argue, because that's when God starts with people, to when they approach the gates of glory. I was um, inspired by a story, someone nearly 99, agnostic, been coming to Connections, I think, for about seven years, giving her life to the Lord. She's ready for the gates of glory. I want to celebrate the many wonderful ministries that are already flourishing in this church, including with our children's groups, our youth groups, our small groups, the pastoral care that goes on. It's amazing as we seek to serve all people at all stages in life. Hopefully, if we are going to be a flourishing church in future, it's my conviction that we now to, need to engage with the very youngest in a very intentional way. Our church building and facilities, the ministries that we, we create need to reflect this. I want us, I'm sure you do, want us to be at this building to be the go-to place in this community for everyone from the cradle to the grave. Um, some of you have to occasionally visit the doctors. Uh, a conversation was overheard a little while ago. One mum with a baby speaking to another mum with a baby saying you must go to Holy Trinity Claygate to the mums, bumps and babies ministry. How exciting is that when we don't have to do our own advertising and people are doing it for us? At the first of our 100 parties in 50 days, we saw our church hall filled with young families for a film night. 
we pray that that's just the beginning. Emmanuel Hall filled with 40 plus youth and on top of that their helpers for their Christmas party. Praise God for that. That wasn't the case a couple of years ago and we pray that it would grow. Uh, I was amazed uh, by the amount of people that come through this church every single year over the Christmas period. Over thousands and thousands of people come for school events and Christmas events in church. But I long for them to have more than a casual connection with God and his church at Holy Trinity Claygate. As a result of prayer and God's promptings, we should become clearer about what it means to be the go-to place in Claygate. I think we need to be a place of worship, a place of prayer, a place where folks find fellowship and community and hospitality and care and learning. But I suppose underlying all this is our desire to make and to grow disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord expects us to be good stewards of his resources We celebrate the people that make up this church family with their time and talents and their many gifts. We're so thankful for the building and its facilities, the church, the ministry center, Emmanuel Hall, and indeed our homes that many of you use, either for small groups or to host parties and to do other things to show the love and generosity of God. With buildings in mind, I believe that we've been called to further develop child and family-focused facilities. Explore ways of using the building to be better equipped for mission and work towards Holy Trinity Claygate being a thriving hub, a go-to place for yet very young families and youth. We celebrate that this is already true, I think, with our seniors' ministry and connections. But I'm reminded again, I'll keep on going back to it, the plaque at the back of the church after the reordering was done that this place has been redone to the glory of God and for the extension of his kingdom. And I believe that that remains true, but that as missional needs change, so must the shape and the facilities of our buildings. There's just a few ideas. I'm just going to throw these out there. It doesn't mean that they're going to happen, but the PCC are considering um, three particular areas with the missional use of our building. Emmanuel Hall, the worship area, and the welcome area. With Emmanuel Hall, having facilities that would make this a hub for youth, ideally every day of the week, certainly the weekdays after school. And with regard to in here, uh, one of our core values is um, connecting with God. Our purpose is encountering God. So it feels essential to consider how we further improve our worship space and facilities to be fit for the 2020s. And the biggest idea with potentially the greatest impact is exploring um, the, how we might reconfigure our welcome area, the foyer, maybe the office area, to create a vibrant, welcoming community, a go-to place during the week that will help to signpost people to the different activities uh, in church and integrate them into the family of God in this place. And just an aside, it's not all about physical space. Uh, Today or tomorrow, you'll be getting a link to our new website, which is hopefully a shop window um, that will, it's been designed so that it connects with people on the outside. It's not written for church members, but maybe that's a window into the church that might encourage them 
maybe to draw a little bit nearer and to enter this space and enter into relationship with us and with God. Back to the village sign. I need to get a brick. I'm not going to do this to Rich. I was going to chuck it to him just to see. Uh, but it was <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't looking. Um, <clears throat> can you tell me um, what this is? Obvious, it's just a brick. Where would that, where might you have seen one of these before? Around a fire. But these sort of particular, this particular design, where might you have seen this before? On the church building. These aren't claygate bricks. We tried to get claygate bricks, but these are other bricks that were used to build this church. Uh, but looking at this brick, it's looking a little bit sad because this little brick we found um, with a lot of <clears throat> other bricks in a shed um, in the church building. And uh, its purpose in life is to collect dust. And I'm just sort of reflecting on this, our living stoneness or our brick-like qualities. This was never molded and fired to collect dust. We as Christians haven't been molded and fired and discipled to be hidden away. God wants all of us, our gifts, our abilities, our flaws, and from time to time, maybe I won't blow it over anyone, but in confession and recommitment, God invites us to, to blow off the dust. And whilst this brick can't offer itself for a useful purpose, it relies on us. God's given us free will and invites us to offer our whole selves as spiritual sacrifices to build not a physical building, but to build his kingdom in Claygate and beyond. Whether you prefer the image of brick or living stone, God invites you to be a vital part of building his kingdom with Jesus as the cornerstone and echoing the words from 1 Peter 2, as you come to him, Jesus, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, have been built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. 1 Peter 2 charts a progression from being living stones to being built into a royal priesthood and then becoming priests that make acceptable offerings and sacrifices to God. With the image of claygate bricks in mind, figuratively speaking, we're shaped from clay by a loving God and then fired in the furnace of obedience and discipleship. Together, at the start of this year on our Vision Sunday, please prayerfully consider afresh the spiritual offering that God is calling you to make.